Hello, welcome to Time Play 3HR. It's Hello. me, Louis. Hey, buddy, I'm Lucky. <laughs> um, and today uh, we're talking about Mirror's Edge Catalyst, the belated sequel to Mirror's Edge. Yeah, about time. Hey, you've been on me uh, for, it's got to be nearly 30 weeks now. Yeah, it was definitely, it was one of the first things I wrote down as to like games we should definitely play. So I'm glad to finally be here. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bring out three. Bring out two. Bring out I got three. I got three. It's crazy. What is um, the fact that we finally, I finally played this game? We finally got it. It took. It took. I think I told you when it was on sale for like nine pounds. It was so. It immediately, as soon as it came out, started being on sale, just like the original. Yeah. It. I um, mean, it's um, cruel, but what are you gonna do about it? Not much. Yeah, not much. And and then it was six pounds, and that was it. That was the number. That was your asking price. <laughs> yeah. Also, you were like, you have to play it this week. And at a price of £6, I'm more than happy to oblige. Yeah. So you played it, you played it for three hours. Also, like, it's about time that I did play it, let's be honest. It's been, what, like, almost a year? Maybe yeah. actually a year. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say easier year. Yeah. I remember every time I went into Tesco's around release, I would go in, and it was, so it's Tesco's, Sainsbury, sorry. And um, <laughs> That's important. It was, I'd always check the game section to see what it was at, and it was very quickly dropped down to £25, and yeah. every time I was tempted, but I never did. Yeah, I think it like, like basically immediately just dropped to twenty, especially which, on like Amazon and stuff. Which is just what we know happens with these games. Yeah, I mean games that don't sell basically. Yeah. But I mean, I think games that don't sell, some of them just hold. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know if, that's true. if it's like, like surely near a tom, uh, near a tom, uh, or tomato, or tomato. It depends on like where you're from, different people. But it's it's a. Oh, I'm not gonna spell it. <laughs> It's auto and then mater. Okay. Um, auto, mater. Yeah, mater. Uh, yeah, I mean, that holds value massively. Anyway, I've got so much to talk about. Yeah. You can't waste time on this. Well, I don't know. I, actually, just one thing. Don't you, isn't it some, there's some weird thing about like Japanese games don't drop in price? Uh, yeah, massively. Any sort of anime-ish based game, which is, not, like, which is made by a sort of decent-ish developer... Just it must be something to do with them it. being like quite niche and like Insane. so they appeal to their market. I, I think it must be it. I mean, even like Dragon Ball Z games, for example, something that you would think is, you know, very... I mean, maybe that helps. That probably helps massively that it's just broad fan, yeah, classic anime. But those games, uh, I used to like them as a kid and they just hold value insanely. Yeah. And like near Automata, <laughs> um, still like max price. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, um, so you played it for three hours. I I booted it up and I played it for like twenty thirty minutes today just to like uh, run through the things in my head that I definitely wanted to mention. So I wrote them down just in case we don't cover them, but I'm sure we will. I've got a huge list. Do you want? Should we just do roulette? You pick one at random, and then I'll pick one at random. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do that. But one thing I would like to say before we start, because yeah. I feel like this, at least from my perspective. I'm going to be quite negative, um, yep. and um, I'm not going to probably go over some of the things that are obviously good about this game because I'm sure there. Are, I mean, there are many good things about this video game, so I don't want it to seem like it's just like I'm just destroying it. 
and so obviously people put a lot of work into it and it's a very wonderful thing it's just i didn't i mean like that's it. not that's not for you Lou. It, it's not your fault it's not your place to say someone's put a lot of work into it why not because that goes without say that goes without question but yeah. then they are then charging it's not like it was free work as like a gift no for sure i mean they had to put work in to get the sales but i just don't think i okay i just i just i am places. i just don't want to I always feel bad when I spend, like, half an hour of this show just, like, destroying something. Yeah, but... I agree. Especially the fact that it's, like, you know, I like these games. I like playing these video games. And then yeah. when I feel like it just doesn't meet up to what I want, I end up just talking about... Like, imagine if in some crazy world this podcast became, like, mildly successful and someone listened to it and we're just, like, mugging off their game. Yeah. 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 Even I mean, though, that's, that's even though I probably really liked it. And I guess that's just... The problem with all reviewers is that they're so like tied into criticism, uh-huh. normally always. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, it's, which, it's a, which a challenging fun. one. All right, spin the wheel. Take a pick. Uh, um, that was me spinning the wheel. Yeah, uh, yeah I got it. So the first one I wrote down uh, because you immediately. Uh, well, actually, you know, I want to ask you before we start is how far did you get? I mean, you got so, three hours, but like, what did you see? Uh, basically, we uh, broke into Kruger's building. There was that spy from somewhere else. Okay. He fills up a thing with some information. Uh, he then, like, kills himself to get away, and then we steal it, and then I've just found out what was on it. Yeah, I so I have literally no idea about the story, so that meant nothing to me. But, like, in terms of, like, mechanically, you saw, like, the open world for a bit. You played some sort of linear levels as well. Yeah, 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 a little bit, and I mean, it's never too linear, I didn't find, uh-huh. but I'll tell you what I did experience was the uh, mag hook, so... Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so is that. Okay, so, uh, first one I got on my list is um, things that stop you from running. So, the big difference between this, ga- this game and the first one is that they decided to go open world, um, so... It's it's like, a, I don't know if you'd call it open, open world, but it's like lots of like sort of f- large-ish like hub areas and they're sort of connected by sort of tunnels that act as loading areas and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And I think we should, uh, before going into this whole open world thing, uh-huh. talk about the fact that I remember you and me having conversations when we were about, I don't know, what, like 15? Like one came out, yeah. Yeah, just saying, I imagine this game in an open world. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's, all we, that's all we said. It is crazy that they like acted on that and it ended up this way. Um, yeah, yeah. So this isn't specifically about the open world, but it's filled with like lots of like very empty sort of side questy things. And there's like collectibles, um, and these collectibles are, like dotted around. And the way you sort of collect them is you you run, you see it, you stop, you turn to it, you press X or whatever it is. Then there's like a five to ten second animation where you like open a box, pull something out, and close the box. The same, the same box. Yeah over and over again but like just that one um that one thing it seems so against the core design conceit of mirror's edge it's just about moving and going forwards and like just always progressing and 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 this this specific mechanic for some just because they feel like they need to have collectibles because it's a it's a game stops you from running and makes you do this boring repetitive animation but uh, this is gonna be such a long episode do you think? I'm just, I'm just telling you now. It's gonna be really long. <laughs> buckle. I think I you're know. gonna we'll have see. to buckle we'll up because I think it'll be long. Because 
I, I think this whole game, just the fact that it is open world creates so many yeah. problems with the whole flow of the game, with movement, which is what the whole first game was about in its, like, totalness. Um, and I've got, like, three points to go on top of this. Uh, I mean, collect- I didn't even think about collectibles stopping you, but, mm-hmm. yeah, insanely they do. Um, and another one that I just find so weird is it just it just doesn't feel right. No. It, going from place to place, I think I quite like the fact that you revisit places so you get to know areas and you know where you're going without, you know, the run of vision. But, um, like, knowing you have to get from one building to another, it's just not practical because practical, in all games you'll just uh, grow up just going straight, you know? Uh-huh. There's no games pretty much where you can't just go in a straight line, but when it's a building and a different level and all you have is a little marker, super hard to find. Well, I find the the problem with the to open world design is that it means that the open world itself is very boring because everything has to be approachable from every angle. Yeah. Um, so like if it was a linear level, they can create specific challenges because they know you only have to go one way over it. Whereas in an open world... They, they don't know what direction you're going to be coming at an object. Therefore, all objects basically have to be on the same level, which is why I imagine they included this grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, because there's... Uh, and, and it works, and like you said, linear levels, because you can just work your way down if it's preset. But in these games, when you work down, you've got to get back up, and you want to be able to do it quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't work well at all. And it, the, f- the fact that there's a grappling hook is just so stupid. Yeah, the grappling hook is really dumb, and it doesn't feel fun. To That's play. not what this game is meant no. to be. It's so str- it's so strange to like make us make a mechanic that um, cuts out the main conceit of the game, which is about like running across yeah things. This is just like a thing that zips you from one place to another without doing anything. Uh, and to build on your point earlier, when you were saying about. Uh, how all these things have to, you know, be approachable from every angle to get anywhere that you want to go. Uh, one, that just means, like, the landscapes are boring yeah. because they're just boxes and fences and walls everywhere, just identical to give you every option to go every direction. Yep. Uh, but also, the thing that I found weirdest about this game, and I think it's because of the fact that they had to build an open world, is that the whole thing just seems so... And this this leads into other points, but... The whole thing seems so just unreal uh-huh. in the fact that, as in physically unreal, the space that you occupy just feels terrible. I think that, for me, I feel that most when I like look out to the horizon. Oh, absolutely. Just, it's just like these buildings, and like it just seems so incredibly impossible and far away and not touchable. You know, you mm. feel very much like, even though it's on an open world, you feel very boxed in. Yeah, and I think the fact that it is like that is because you have to get everywhere. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, this, this apart from like the cob, the uh, wooden boards that stand around and like look at you and say one-liners. Um, yeah, like the whole city is just so fake and unnatural. And then like I went back to play uh, like fifteen minutes of the first Mirror's Edge, and all I think it is that made that. Mirror's Edge Catalyst seems so bad is that the city just seems so fake it's not like a, it's so alien and like unlike any real city in the world um, due to yeah. its layout just being so condensed and all these weird like interchanging levels it just feels terrible 
and then you go back and play Mirror's Edge 1 and it just looks like a city. Yeah. You look out and you see like a super normal landscape, yeah. widespread apart buildings with lots of like flat rooftops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're never, like when you're in Mirror's Edge Catalyst in that open world, I'm never thinking about what's below me. I'm never thinking about the fact that I'm on top of like very tall buildings. They kind of just feel like elevated platforms, almost like I'm floating. Yeah, it's, it's um, very like Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it's very disconnected. Um, very, very. It, it's, yeah. um, and which it is. You know, you can't get to the bottom floor, which is really very dumb. I was thinking, it made me think about... You the what? I, I don't know, at least you might be able to later. It made me think about that fantastic moment in the first one where you start out on the ground. For the entirety of the original Mirror's Edge, you're like... Um, on buildings, obviously, but then the the level boots up and you're like just on the pavement, and then you have to work your way up a building, mm. and you start by going like underneath some train stuff, and and like that moment is really interesting because your power comes from being above everyone and being able to maneuver across like these high environments, and it felt really cool to be like finally closed in by walls and um, and yeah, just generally like being on the ground and seeing cars and stuff, even if it Definitely. was just for a moment. Uh, this game has doesn't really have anything like that. You're just constantly like in the air, and and I th- I think that bit that's just with like that like as you're saying you go through the train tracks. It's things like that where it's just very real. Yeah, Mirror's yeah. Edge, the first. It's you know real trains. Uh, obviously the whole sewer level's fantastic. Yeah, and you go underground and you feel like you're underground, and then you go to the buildings and you feel like you're sliding on rooftops. Um, and then in Catalyst, there's, like, bullet speed monorails <sighs> yeah. and drones flying everywhere. Yeah. It does feel um, like they it, went too futuristic, right? They, it, they pushed it, it too far. Definitely. It just it just doesn't feel like... A, I, I no longer feel like a person in a city. Mm. Uh, in the, in the first one, you, yeah. you totally do. You feel like you're in a space. Um, in two, you just feel like you're in some crap video game, which is exactly where you are. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. It is definitely, like, the actual setting itself is, like, disturbed in a way that is not interesting or real. Mm. Yeah. It's, like, super grossly dwarfed. I Um, think also, um, and this is a big point, but it definitely links, is the art style itself is pretty messy. Yeah. Um, The first game looks better than uh, this game, I feel like. Which is crazy. Which is insane. Um, It seems like they went... They went for realism more so this time, and with Catalyst, and so there's like more reflections and stuff is just like less cartoony in a in a sense. But it but it it loses. I disagree. You think it's more cartoony? I think it's far more cartoony. Mm. See, I think it has like I think it has like sharper edges and has more like. It has more like video game graphics effects that try to make it look more realistic. It's more worried about like reflections and physics and blah blah blah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, I think it's definitely the first one uh, has a lot more limitations where it's like the buildings are far more flat uh-huh. and the windows are just uh, you know like dark gray squares. Yeah, just with texture, zero depth. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in Catalyst, they're like photos of reflections and. Mm-hmm. Uh, silhouetted offices behind them, uh, but I, I just felt like Catalyst, um, and maybe it was just all the things that we've been talking about, like the 
layout of the structures and all these colors, but everything felt like a set piece. Yeah. Where it was so in, instead of being like you're moving through a space uh, that's real, it's like here's this tower, here's this building, here's this set of like offices, and everyone was incredibly futuristic, and there was very little like variety in terms of um, like class or area or anything, you know. Uh-huh. Everywhere was just like a pristine, clean. Um, Random building with no one in it. Yeah. It um, I think the other problem that the art style has is that because it's busier, it makes figuring out where to go harder. Yeah. Um, it, um, specifically like in the more linear levels, just like I because the first one had that clean. We talked about it. The amazing thing about Mirror's Edge that people forget because the game's been out for so long is like white and red and the red tells you where to go and you never think about the fact that the red's telling you where to go in this game it's got so much like shit everywhere there's like just bits and like, <laughs> lots of colors there's way more colors the palette is like much busier than the first one um you just i just get confused and i don't know what colors are telling me to go where they start using yellows a lot more and like yellows are just they seem like it could be the same identifier as red and it's just kind of confusing yeah and also, I found myself getting confused sometimes with sometimes the way uh, things are just modelled and textured in this game. It'll be they still use a lot of white, yeah, uh, but it'll be just white on white, and the lighting won't be enough to differentiate uh, part of the object, and I literally just won't see it. Yeah. And there'll be like a white barrier in front of a white floor, and I'll just stop moving. Over. Oh, that <laughs> there's a thing there. Did you did you come? I came across this bug, and I remember coming across it. Um, when I played it originally, um, which is like a hilarious bug where it's, I wonder if I can describe this, but, um, I like walked up an incline, right. Um, mm-hmm. and I looked down at my feet and my <laughs> body stayed, my body stayed the same size, but the, the top of the slope got bigger, but my head was still in the same place. So if I looked up, it looked like I had just clipped through the slope. Um, but if I looked down, it just looked like I was suddenly tiny. Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> so, so, like, so, so basically what happened was as I went up this incline, at least in first person, my whole body didn't change width but changed height. So as I got up the incline, I just had very, very tiny legs. Okay. So when I looked at my feet, my whole body was the same size like looking down. But if I looked back up again, I would be standing at the correct height. On this incline, is anyway. It's a nutso <laughs> one. I'm sure you can Google it, and it's probably there. But like, I came across I will, that, yeah. and I, I remember, and it's like, oh, that's a weird one. That's a really weird one. It's like a giddy. It's like a bizarre like depth perception. I don't quite. Know. I'm sure there's like. It feels like one of those bugs that like probably lots of games come across. Lots of first person games they have to fix. Um, yeah. I just didn't quite iron that one out. It's, it, it's just a shame. Games are so hard to make. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So buggy. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, what next? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin the wheel. Okay. I'm literally I've got a long list here, I'm going up and down with my mouse pad and I'm just gonna stop. Mm-hmm. And uh I've landed on I didn't really feel like I was moving. Okay. Uh, that actually goes in super well to what we were just saying. That's not a very interesting point on my list. It's just that uh despite the fact that it was open world and I don't know if it was just because three hours, but I just felt I was in a very, very small space. Yeah. 
around. It was like I was in Destiny, and I was just moving around the hub world. Yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like a hub world. Yeah, I, I felt like, a, considering I was out of prison and meant to be on the run, and like going to all these different places, the fact that everything was within like two minutes of each other. Yeah. That every character was right next to each other um, was bad. Jim, all right, take it away. It feels like such a... Um, it feels like... Maybe this is more of like a wrap-up point, but it feels so much like the publisher, EA, just kind of said we want an open-world game, you know? Um, they were looking at, like, trends, and then they were like, okay, so Mirror's Edge 1 didn't sell well. How do we make sure that we both give people what they want, which is more Mirror's Edge, but also make sure it reaches a wider audience? Mm. And so they went, well, let's force DICE to make um, an open-world game. With Poor Mirror's DICE, Edge. man. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I don't know how much of this is true. I'm uh, making this up. Yeah, but I just feel like they've taken some hits with EA. They, I mean, every developer that, like, is owned by EA gets, like, destroyed. It's, it's, <laughs> it really um, sucks. It's horrendous. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it, it feels like EA had, like, a lot of influence on what exactly they wanted this game to be so that DICE could make a sequel to Mirror's Edge. Um, mm. And the open world thing, even though when we were 15, we wanted that. We were also 15 um, and <laughs> don't know how to make games. So it's clear that Mirror's Edge probably doesn't quite fit that mold. No, and, and we we still don't know how to make games. No, we still don't. But um, I don't think... I, it seems like game, you could not make this game an open world oh, properly. No way. I was playing it, and I was like, what, what, what were we thinking? This game just doesn't <laughs> need to be open world. No, it, it works so well being a linear mission-to-mission, fade-out, fade-in, each-level game. And I tell you what, I booted up this game, and I was like, oh, this feels great to actually be moving around Yeah. in new content in this... Uh, you know, in this game universe, despite the fact that, you know, it's a whole other setting and reboot. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, well, actually, we can also just take it to the point that I was running around excited to move like I used to, but can't do all the moves that I used to be able to do, which is a biggie. So they added a skill tree, because every game has to have a skill tree as well. Thanks. Well, yeah, that, I, I mean, it's Mirror's Edge's RPG. Yeah, it's got to be an RPG, and that, along with the open world, adds to this problem that I think is pretty crucial, is that the open world itself, and I guess every single level, has to accommodate for the lowest level of skill that you've upgraded. Mm. So one of the big, best, I think, moves that you have in the original Mirror's Edge is um, uh, the knee pull. Quick turn. No. What? Pulling your knees up. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, just got I think that move is this one move that you can give every player that you don't need to complete uh, the entirety of Mirror's Edge, but having it means you can do everything significantly faster. Massively. Um, and you can like really find really interesting routes with being able to... So basically, if people don't know what that is, um, you press uh, crouch in air, which I think is like L2 or something, yeah. or R2, um, and uh, you pull your knees up, which means you can get over high objects when you're in the air. They make this an upgrade. Granted, it's fairly early on, but it's an upgrade. Did you manage to get it in the time you played? Yeah, just. I just pretty much got all the movement uh, all the movement things unlocked before there were some that were gated by missions. So that means that you never have to get that, which means that every level has to, um, and, the, and the entirety of the open world has to be approachable just without that move. Which is Which means so that everything has to be dumb. really boring. 
I mean, it, well, that like suggests the fact that obviously I don't know who would buy this game without having played the first one. Because um, like, why would you buy it? Uh-huh. Uh, but like you, that just uh, people could have played this game going for combat traits first. Yeah. Which are just essentially useless and just never having the full movement of this game. Yeah. Which, which is exactly what we were saying before, where they just absolutely made movement such a uh, secondary priority in this game. Oh, dude, you don't... I just remembered, you don't even get the um, combat roll. You don't get combat roll, you don't get quick turn, which is the biggest one for me. Yeah. Where, you know, you just press R1 and you turn around 180, or if you're on a wall, do like a 90 degrees turn. Yeah, but combat roll, though, that's like... That's like a real bugger if you don't... That means just like your movement is always stifled constantly if you don't have that yeah 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 it's just like a really it's clearly it yeah it just really feels like maybe i'm just giving dice the benefit of that but it just really feels like yeah it was just like so we need skill trees and an open world and, and i'm not even, I'm like not even against the skill trees i think it, it's super fit but just not with movement what would you give it to though what would you dole out skill all the like, like um all like the so i mean i didn't really unlock any of it but, like, the hacking stuff and the map stuff, I think that could all be quite interesting. Yeah, I think it was all stuff that, from my memory, just felt like it wasn't making any kind of an impact. Okay, right. But I... It was I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't... If I if I could choose, I definitely wouldn't have it, but... Yeah, sure. In in total, like, if it was there and it was just done better, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Ay, 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 man. Do you want to roll or shall I... Well, I mean, I'll just take it off from that by saying that the whole game just became this weird, like, mission-based, structured, yeah, RPG sort of thing, where it was no longer... Because, I mean, game, the Mirror's Edge is just about really fun free-running. Mm-hmm. Through a place, feels amazing. And then in Catalyst, I just felt like the whole thing was just boring missions, and then free-running just became the way you move between these really dull missions. You know, I mean, like, because the game's meant to just be having fun while moving, uh-huh. whereas Catalyst became, oh, I've got to do a mission now. And I, I because the mission was so boring, yep. I, <laughs> I wasn't excited to get there. And almost that anticipation of a boring mo- uh, mission made it so that the bit that's supposed to be fun, which is the traveling, um, becomes a slog. Wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you so did you manage to do uh any of the more like actual linear levels? Uh I mean there were ones in like um office spaces. So there are there are yeah, so there's uh there's a handful, I would say, probably like ten or so, maybe less, um levels that take place sort of outside of the open world, or at least they, I mean, they don't sort of point out that you're going outside the open world, but basically you, like, will go through a window and then you're inside in a, a new space that you can't go to again and t- unless you play the level again sort of thing. Right. Um, and those are, like, the more linear levels. Um, and I played one that was basically what I did with my 20 minutes when I played it. Uh, and I was just reminded... I think I remember playing it the first time being like, well, I guess I could just, like play this again, but just jump between these more linear levels and maybe that would make the better game better. I just cut out all the open world stuff. But but the problem is that actually the linear levels themselves are like incredibly strictly linear in a way that the first one is not, uh, at least in right. my experience, where 
yeah, so they go from this open world where everything's flat and boring to linear level where everything you're going sort of upwards or you're going downwards, but all the platforming is like, I'm just doing, I'm just pressing jump. I'm just pressing jump. I'm just running along a wall. I'm just pressing jump. There isn't, there's never like a choice to be made in the linear levels. Like you do Mm. have in the first one. Like we talked about how great that opening level is in the first mirror's edge. Oh, prologue, man. And the, you can, it looks very straightforward and, and small, but it feels huge. And actually you can approach these objects from a lot of different ways and each different way is rewarding, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas the linear levels in Mirror's Edge Catalyst are very, very, very straightforward. They're very much, and then you have like the grapple hook, so you're just zipping across, and it's like, well, what, what is the point of this? You may as well just like put a button that gets me to the finish line. There's just no reason for this. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just I just don't feel it was at all necessary. At all necessary, and I, I mean, I think of us like playing that game, and it's the prologue level from Mirror's Edge One, and it's two minutes of gameplay essentially. Yeah. But it just feels um, so open and just so free to do what you want. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I played obviously when I. Um... You should you should play that again though and just like look at the world in comparison to Catalyst because like it just looks like a nice place. I think. Uh... <coughs> Sorry, I think I watched someone play it like a month or two ago, mm. and I was like again just kind of shocked by how nice it all looked. What's your opinion on like? Uh, so the story, and I'm, I'm, I can guess. <laughs> uh, In Catalyst, I I mean, like, it's I mean it's it's significantly worse than the first one, which is an incredible thing to say. Yeah, um, like I don't know how that's possible, but they <laughs> did it. Like it, it's just um, I don't remember any of it. I only remember one or two of the ridiculous. There's one ridiculous but also incredibly obvious plot twist that happens at the end. Okay. But I won't spoil it for you. Um, I, I might get there. <laughs> yeah? In like a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then I just remember this one incredibly douchey character with sunglasses. Oh, um, he's so bad. He wears like, um, does he wear like a tank top hoodie and sunglasses yeah. <laughs> in the nighttime? Yeah. Uh, he's just completely poorly dressed for every occasion, it seems. And very poorly voice acted. Yeah, it's just a complete uh, there, there was, I think, a lot of very bad voice acting. I thought Noah, the boss guy, was... He, he seemed pretty well... Uh, he just kind of seems like Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, He's I like Iron Man. The free runs. Um, but, dude, the characters were so bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> one bit that made me laugh a lot is you get out. So you get out of uh, being in prison for two years at the start of the game. You know, nice little opening. That's kind of cool. Sure. I would love it if it was just a sequel to Mirror's Edge 1 and it turns out you'd been caught and then you were just getting out. Yeah, um, like, the fact that they felt like they had to rewrite the first one is just kind of like, what was the point? Oh, it's, it's terrible. And it just and it, there's no mention to the first one or to the fact that it's, like, a new universe other than the fact that the main characters are totally different. No, the first one doesn't exist in EA's mind. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, so you get to this... Uh, you get out of prison and you get a call from your best friend, which was actually one of my favorite parts of the game because uh, it felt good where you're on a mission and then you get the call and it's like, hey, come see me. Uh, don't do the mission for that old man. Um, and it was that, was probably, kind of, that was probably one of the lines of dialogue, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that mission was. for that old man. <laughs> 
Um, but it gets worse. I mean, that was a fun bit because I actually got to change my destination, which is something that I'd never done in Mirror's Edge. Uh-huh. Uh, and that felt good being like, you know what? I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to turn around and run a different way. It's the little things. Um, it absolutely is. But you get to this guy and he's like, nice to see you, Faith. Uh, <laughs> hey, would you mind if you go around and go to these boxes for me and take out these chips? Oh, uh, yeah. And you're, you're like... <laughs> This is meant to be Faith's best friend. Yeah. You get out of prison after two years. Yeah. And he's like, hey, could you go and do this ridiculously easy task for me? That you'll be doing for the rest of the game for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I could have done this at any time, but you're better than me at this. Like, why wouldn't they just take that moment to have you run around this town with your friend and, like, catch up, have some nice lines... And, like, just practice some free running with him or something. <clears throat> because video games. Because they have to teach you that you can get these chips out of these boxes. Oh, it was so bad. That. And this guy's character's terrible. Like, he's a free runner. But he just looks like the weediest oh, yeah, nerd. Yeah, he's like, wait, you're not the same as the sunglasses guy. You're not in the same group, surely. <laughs> no, no. Like, the sunglasses guy looks <laughs> They stupid. don't hang out. Um... And obviously wears a sleeveless hoodie and shades. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this guy had what appeared to be jeans. Jeans. Uh, some sort of beanie. And then he just, like, his whole physicality made him look like he'd never done any exercise in his life. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you ever imagine a world where you're missing Merc and Celeste? I know. I, you know, I don't. I really. Don't, I don't mind me. Merc that much. Merc was the most palatable character of the first game, I think. Faith was fine. Faith was horrendous. The the, faith is worse faith. in this one, but Faith in the first one was pretty bad, also. Faith was just a lady, though, in the first one. I was that, dude. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, she's I mean, she's not as bad as. So I, we mentioned in the, our old Mirror's Edge one podcast, go check it out. That. <laughs> um, had some bad lines with like hating the uh, you know the government and um, what what you know what the organizations had, had done uh -huh. to her town. Uh huh. But um, this one's just like a whole nother level. She's essentially just like a angsty like fourteen year old girl, right? Who's I don't know what like twenty. Four, maybe like our age. I have no idea. She she's just very grumpy. She's just an incredibly grumpy person. But oh, she has so many just lame one-liners. Does yeah. And just attitude, unnecessary attitude. It's really hard to write grumpy characters without them just coming across as like complete <sighs> anuses. It's, she's one of them. It's rubbish. Because um, Faith in the first one was just like a lady who didn't like. Um, didn't like the authority in her town, but just mostly, like, just didn't really give a fuck. Uh-huh. You know, she she just was her. She enjoyed running. It was her job. It was her life. Uh, and she just got, sort of got on with it. She had a sister who was, like, a police um, police officer and just sort of got on with it, was happy to coexist, even though she didn't agree with her lifestyle, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one's just... Um, uh, like a whole nother level and that same best friend then gets you to do another mission where he's like hey they keep shutting us down and then Faith's like huh, I would love to do that to them oh yeah she's got and, two yeah. 
<laughs> she's got teeth, man. She's full I can't of handle it. I can't handle it. She's full of teeth. She's no, she's no longer wearing toe shoes. Yeah, that's a big one for us. That's a big problem. I, I, the pointy shoes are fine, but the toe shoes were where it's at. The, the um, sweet feet that we used to wear at school... Yeah, I might need to clarify what that is, but yeah, sure. Uh, so, was that <laughs> because of this game? It must be, right? We just like I mean, thin old shoes. Yeah. Still do to this day. So we just used to wear these, like, leather wrap shoes. Yeah. That were either just, like, a leather sock, or would have, like, a single or multiple Velcro straps on the front. Yeah. Um, and a super thin sole. Well, it started, the obsession started, so there was Mirror's Edge, and then... Uh, our friend Haley had very thin-soled shoes, and they were Pumas. Do you remember these shoes? And I, yeah, I, I think did I you did. you wear them also, or was it just me? And I wore them, and I stretched them out. But I would wear them quite a lot because they were really thin and they were fun to run in. Yeah. And then from there, I was like, right, so I need to get some thin-fold shoes. I, I definitely so, got mine after you got yours. And then I think we just both got, like, the same pair of shoes from Office or something. Yeah, but the Ask the Mrs. brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they just don't make them anymore as well, which, like, obviously makes sense. But... I mean, I think I went through three pairs in a year, and then my mum was like, Louis, you've got to get some proper shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than a year. It was definitely more. I think that was a couple year uh, um, phase. Yeah, they were just like, they were just like soft leather sole shoes. Because <laughs> they were they were nice to run around in, but they, they wouldn't so hurt nice. your feet. And we'd be like, "Oh, you guys have to wear these shoes. You can feel every stone under your foot." Oh, which is the best. I still look for that in a shoe. Uh, really? Yeah. I, if I, I if I see a shoe that allows you that pleasure, I I do go for it. You like go for it. I'm I'm still, and I think you're the same. Just massive advocates of slim shoes. Yes. In general, of course. Uh, but obviously, Faith doesn't have her. Uh, toe shoes with no, the single they're pointy. split for her toes. I think they're pointy yeah. because she's supposed to be like a missile. I think that's how they described her character in this one. Okay. Is she's got... She, she acts her like a hair missile. Like links to that. Huh? Her hair sort of very much ties into that. It's yeah. very like cycle helmet. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, let's spin this wheel. The... Uh, so one of the big ones is they fucked up Runner Vision. Uh, yeah, that's a huge one. Massively. Did you change it though? Sorry. Did you change it? Um, I think I tried multiple versions of it. So you can change in the options how Runner Vision shows. I can't remember the exact um, mm. options. Full classic or off. Uh, so they have this. It's it's just such a strange thing for them to do because the whole design conceit of the first one, as we've now said three times, is you paint everything right, white, and then you make red objects. That shows where you need to go. Perfect. Elegant, beautiful, wonderful. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. Good, good there's system. no way you could get confused by that. It's so elegant. It makes you know, there's it's what, it no, works. No floating pointers in the world telling you where to go. It is possibly iconic, right? And then... They make this game, and they still have that, but then they also have literal shadows that run in front of you that you can follow. Oh, it's, oh, it's awful. I turned it off as soon as I could. It's like, what? what is what is that for? You have this whole thing, and then you like put this, like... Oh, it's crazy. And then, But the thing I find most frustrating about it is they have that. They have the red objects. And then sometimes they'll put, like, 
foot smudge marks on walls? No, Lewis, not sometimes, it's all the time. Literally every surface. Every climbable surface, they'll have like some foot smudges so you know you can climb it. And it's like, well, yeah, this is... This is mirrors. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a flat wall. Yeah. Along the side, over a gap. Yeah. So you'll you'll, you'll so, so. I know, like I know what to do. You've you've given me everything I need to do here. So yeah, very often you'll get if you have full runner vision on, you'll get a shadow running up a wall which is red, which has footmarks on it, and it's like I <laughs> I don't need three of these things. And I barely and red arrow line. Yes. On top of that. And then if you get really stuck, you can hold in, like, R3, and it will, like, a whole, like, what is that, the blurry line thing? Or is that the thing I'm, that's that, that the thing, same thing? Um, is that not constant? I'm, I turned off to full Renovision to classic, yeah. which is essentially just what old Renovision used to be. Except there's this other thing, which I still don't understand, and maybe you haven't seen it too much because you haven't played too many linear levels is every once in a while it'll just turn runner vision off entirely. Have you come across that? Um, there, were, there were times when the thing that I was expecting to be runner visioned wasn't runner visioned, but I'm not sure if I ever experienced it quite like that. No, so like when you're in the linear levels, the um, uh, a little box will come up on the left. And I think it's when it's like when the game wants you to find the way of getting up somewhere. It says okay. runner vision's turned off or Ooh. disconnected or something. And it's like, Ooh, hang on. What? what why? <laughs> um, and then you're like, okay, I guess I'll just keep playing. And then, like, five minutes later, it's like, runner vision is back on. And it's like, okay, it's very strange. That is strange. It's very weird. I hate I don't, it. I don't, really see, I don't see the point of that. Yeah. This, the whole, it's just like, why? Yeah. And I, and I imagine it's something to do with the fact that they filled the environment with lots of objects and it's just harder to figure out where you're going. I don't know. Yeah. And probably EA maybe. being like, we need to make this game more accessible. Yeah, and, and they just shouldn't have touched, they shouldn't have made a sequel. No, but but it, but we, but we it also, it's really hard to say that because we would still be asking for a sequel if they hadn't. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess, um, I would love to see like the inner workings of DICE. I mean, I don't understand. They, they must be like a massive company at this point because they have, yeah, they have Mirror's Edge, which I guess they'll never make another one of those now. Um, they have Star Wars now. They have Battlefront. Battlefield. Battlefield even. What's the other thing they make? Do they make something else? Um, no, I guess not. Dice games. Uh, they make some no. different Battlefield games, I guess. Midtown Madness 2003. <sighs> in the fantasies. Yeah. Uh, Mirror's Edge, Battlefield, and Battlefront. It's weird. It's a, it's weird that um, Mirror's Edge doesn't look that great because their other games look insanely good. Like, say what you want yeah, about yeah. this game. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking yeah. that like Battlefront, the Battlefront games, I think are the nicest games visually that have come out in the last couple of years. Yeah, Battlefield, Battlefield, and Battlefront are like that. They, I mean, they made the Frostbite engine, which is now the engine that every EA developer is forced to use. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's apparently notoriously hard to use to make anything other than like a first person shooter which is why oh, like, really? mass effect didn't go very well um okay blah 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 but um so they yeah so they just make gorgeous games this engine is like insane but then for some reason mirror's edge just looks kind of naff it just doesn't it just doesn't nothing quite sort of connects in a visually appealing way 
it it's it just really has very little to it. I don't know if it's just because the flat nature of the game and of the towns, but um, like there's no interesting lighting, and I think I think they almost take the color palette thing uh, and the stylistic choices to an extreme where it doesn't do it any f- uh, favors to show what that like engine can do and yeah, I don't know. Uh, one thing, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of uh, sugar on this episode. Okay. And talk about one thing that I actually thought was way better than oh, one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, tell me. Um, which is, like, I actually re- really had a good time in the combat in this game. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it was um, just, like, a thing that most people didn't find, but I thought it was really insanely better than the first one. Huh. Like, I, I didn't think the enemies were good. I thought they were worse and just, like, weird over stylized every policeman's just a massive dick <laughs> yeah um yeah they're like the, the police equivalent of wearing sunglasses and a tank top with a hoodie basically. <laughs> yeah and they're terrible but i thought like the uh attacks were fun i thought it was really fun how you could like kick them into each other or kick them backwards or because i mean the first one was kind of good how you could like you know slide or jump off a wall but the fact that you could also like do uh, combat that moves through them, I thought was very fun. Sure. Uh, the fact that you can make them collide was very fun. I thought the physics of them were way better until they fell or until they were dead and they ragdoll. Um, but until that, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think, just enjoyed it, man. I think I found it more fiddly than the first one. I didn't really do much of the combat, so I probably shouldn't really talk about it because I don't really remember it very well. Um, yeah, I definitely found it more fiddly, though. I Yeah, I do like how they tried to get it more about moving forwards and less... Because in the first one, you sort of stop, and then you do an animation, and then you have to build up speed again. Yeah. Whereas in the sequel, they were like, okay, so let's make it so you push through them and you, you move past them. And I, the other thing I really like, and it's sort of dumb, it doesn't make any sense, obviously, but I like how when you're running... You don't take damage. You yeah. don't. You don't take fire bullet damage. Um, yeah, I li- I like it. I liked it um, as a concept. I didn't like the way they described it. I found it confusing. Were like, yeah. If you build up this meter, you dodge bullets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'll I'll just I'll just accept that it's a game and yeah. Take a few shots and run on rather than being told that I'm literally dodging bullets. Yeah, you, you, I guess that terminology is kind of unnecessary. But um. And I mean, and like in the first one, I thought the worst thing was taking weapons off those uh, policemen. Yeah, sure. It was very hard, very awkward, and left you with a gun, which this game doesn't do. Yeah, they removed the shooter element, which is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. So I thought I thought combat was um, improved quite a lot in this game. However, it's not what this game should be about, yeah. and isn't about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Other things, uh, obviously a big one that we should mention is that when you fall off a building, there's no splat sound. <laughs> is that's, there not? There's, that's a pretty big one to, for me. Yeah, no, there's none. I So I fell off my building that I was playing on today a couple times, and I still found the uh, her breathing quite pretty effective. Her, like, intense, like, I'm going to die breathing pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and stressful. But I, I don't remember the splat sound, I'll be honest. I don't remember really? the splat sound. <laughs> was oh, that... it's iconic. <laughs> It's so iconic. Maybe it's just because I think it was. Um, I've I've played a lot more recently, like in a 
horribly poor attempt at speedrunning that game. Uh, uh, and obviously, I just fall off yeah, constantly, yeah. constantly when I'm trying to like skip. Oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, there is. I just heard the splat sound. It's not, I think, because you said splat, I was like hearing like a comical, like, noise. No, it's, it is. No, it's not. It's like a, th- no, it's it like is. A, Turn it up at the end. Uh, so in Catalyst, it just goes and then fades to white. Yeah. In the, in the first one, it goes. Isn't it's a thud? It's not like a. It's not like a. There's, it's a not a little, there's not a squish. There's a squish. There is no squish. Shut up. There's a squish. Listen to it. Oh, poor old. All right. Thing. You know. What? Let's take a sound clip and edit it in now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Great. Um, okay. I might. I either proved or disproved that there was a squish. Okay. I love it. Uh. Um, oh, so I that was a big one for me. Uh, and another thing to mention, which I uh, felt a bit weird about, was the fact that Faith moved like butter in this game. It was just so smooth, but way too smooth. Yeah, I guess she like she probably uh, picks up speed quite a lot faster. Um, she does hugely, which way, makes way, it way, feel way, buttery, way faster. Um, and she kind of feels like she's on rails. Yeah, she up some of these things. She doesn't have that like foot weight that she does in the first one. Yeah, there's a lot of good physicality in one. Yeah, they do a great job. And I mean, yeah, I mean, as as cruel as we've been, the thing, if there is a dice developer listening, the thing to remember is that the first one we loved to death. That oh, was a big so deal. much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I and still do. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. The first really, part. <laughs> I'm so sorry it didn't do better than than yeah. it did because it really should have. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, is there anything else? Do you have anything else? Um, One thing I will I say that's... about the open world that we didn't touch, and it's probably some, not something you've yet experienced, is uh, <clears throat> the, sort of the open world is kind of made up of large hub areas with these... Um, these sort of tunnels that you go through that sort of try to make you think that it's not loading the next area, but it is sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. The obvious problem with that is you start running back and forth through these tunnels quite a lot, mm. and it gets very, very boring having to go back and forth through the same tunnel doing exactly the same thing. I bet. Um, especially some of them are, like, bizarrely, like, weirdly strict. I, th- I think there's one... Yeah, it just, some, it's just... They just become very apparent very quickly um and that i remember drove me a little bit nuts yeah i'm not looking forward to getting to that if i ever get there yeah yeah i mean i think you can like well if you can fast travel in this game and it's like what that is a weird thing to be able to do in this game but it's open world so yeah but it's a game about yeah you have to (laughs) it's a game about moving from one place to to another And then you can fast travel, and it's like, well, what is the point? Would you make a game where... I, I found myself actually thinking a few times in this game, like... Um, yeah, just like, how do it differently? How can you not? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure... You, yeah, I mean, like, of course you'd do a hundred things different. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they have got, like, a huge list in their brains about all the things they wish they could have done to make it a better yeah. game. Um... There were some fun uh, tips, though, in the loading screens. Oh, yeah? One that really... Uh, and I've, I've noted it down here. Oh, good. Uh, Tell me. I can't uh, and I, I read. 
the quick turn is a very useful skill to know. Mm. Purchase it in the progression screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, come on. <laughs> it, it, like, the fact that it says purchase a skill yeah. in, like, a game about, um, you know, it's a skill. It's not something you buy. It's something you know how to do. Turning around quickly? Yeah. I, I only learned it a couple of years ago myself. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was, like, that's, that's I had to do, like, this huge U-turn. Yeah, yeah, you had, like, a, um, yeah. quite a large, large turning circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I needed a lot of room. I had to tell everyone to back up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, why? Yeah, man. Are you going to play more of it? Uh, I was playing it, and I was like, I could play more of this, but there are just other things I prefer to play before it, which is the constant. I don't, re- I don't remember how long it is. I don't think it's too long. I looked it up. It said, like, 10 hours. Yeah. And considering I'm three through. Yeah, I guess you're a significant portion through. Yeah, yeah it must be a third. Or about Almost, that. Almost, yeah. <sighs> also, um, the song, Still Alive, in Mirror's Edge 1. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. Is it come up Maybe. in the second one? No, no. but... Um, I guess I know the right There's story. a jukebox, which you can play, and then you run away from, and obviously the music doesn't stay with you, which is a real shame. Do you remember... What is... I just got, like, a snippet of a memory in my brain. There was a time when I thought <laughs> the, the new Take That song was the Mirror's Edge theme tune. Yo. Do you remember? Is that ringing any bells for you? The funny thing is, I think that was me. Was that you? I think that was me. <laughs> I think they're on top of a building in the music video. <laughs> and, and it sounded similar. Did that... <laughs> Hey, but I'm super happy that you remembered that as you. Oh, yeah, I guess there you go. I've excused you. <laughs> That's really funny. That is very funny. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good, Good stuff. I feel like, no, we probably shouldn't, right? What? We should split this episode into two. No, it's only an hour. Yeah, but then you get two episodes. What, over two weeks? Mm, I guess that's really a conversation for has, ha, us to have off air. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I, I want to give you like a game to play anyway. Are you around next week? What does that mean, around? In uh, London. Um, Would you be free to hang out? Um, mm, On the weekend, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, what weekend's that? Ninth? Yeah, I need to do some Christmas shopping at some point. Um, actually, some Christmas wrapping tonight. I've got a mini Christmas tomorrow. Why? Because Courtney, my niece, who's here, is going back to Australia on Monday. Aww, cute. We're gonna do a mini Christmas. That's cute. Yeah, after I have to wrap her presents now. Mm. So yeah, are you giving me a game or? Uh, I want to play some. I want to go back to the log and play some like PUBG. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's probably possible. Uh, actually, no. Uh, I don't have time to play PUBG next week, unfortunately. So instead, Lockie and I are going to, well, just me, actually. I'm going to play Dungeons of Dreadmoor. I think that's what 
it's called, uh, which is a PC game and a Mac game uh, for three hours. And uh, next week, I hope to tell you all about it. All right, back to me and Lockie to, uh, uh, you know, say goodbye. I think you've got like 30 seconds. You could just turn the podcast off right now. Okay. Yeah, good stuff, man. It's good to finally get this game. Yeah, I'm glad we got it out of the way. Out of the way and played and talked about. God bless Mirror's Edge 1. Yeah, preach. All right. Here's the, here's the, here's the Edge 1. <laughs> Dice. We love you. Right. 2000 and what? Eight? Uh, yeah, something like that. All right. He's, I imagine he's like tapping his chest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Later. Toodles. Oh.